How's that for vision? Isn't that awesome? Now, that could only come from God, right? That looked like a little Jessica up here, right? <laughs> and she's like got the exact same moves and everything. But how awesome that she's picking that up. You know that's got to be from the Lord. What an awesome gift. You know, what an awesome gift Hadley is here in our church congregation. What an awesome gift that, you know, she's around this culture. She's around this people and just creates a vision of things to come. I'm going to give you another vision. You know, one of the things that Josue talks about in the four o'clock crowd uh, right after he got married is that I'm married. You know, he's all excited about being married. And so, and he ought to be, you know, he's, he's married, like, for the first couple of weeks, I mean, I'm married, you know, I'm finally married. And so, you know what, I'm married too. Yeah. And I've been married for 30 years. So, I've got a little bit on him. Yeah, okay, so let's see if, if I've got anything here on that. Oh, my, they disappeared. But let's see if we can find that again. Bear with me. Look at a vision. That's my wife when she was in high school, right? And so, like, man, I locked in on her actually in the third grade. How about that? Third grade. She wore this. Rainbow, uh, no second grade, really. She came second grade, and she wore this rainbow colored tube top. You got probably you got most of you guys don't know what a tube top is. <laughs> now a tube top is like a sock open on both ends, and so you just pull it over. And I thought, my gosh, I, she's going to be my wife. <laughs> second grade, second grade. So I thought, man, that is awesome. So. Let's see what else I got here. Oh, graduation pictures, you know. This is our, our class, graduating class, our senior officers. You're redneck Quinn, right? You're redneck Quinn. So we were dressed up at, oh, that's X-rated. Oh! So anyway, so we got these pictures. And uh, let me get off of those. Chew. Okay. So, it's, wouldn't you know it? It's stuck. I don't know how to get rid of it. Okay, where's the TV button? Okay. Whoo. Man. Vision, right? So, like, sometimes these visions sneak up on you, and you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And so you got to be careful, you know, you got to be careful. And uh, sometimes we'll just be about our life, and, you know, just, just vision comes along. And so I want to kind of set a, a little bit of a stage here for you, if I can. So I want you to think about something uh, in regards to our, our community, our vision for our church. Uh, you look up on our webpage site, and it says that uh, our vision uh, is to bring people, is to break bondage by 
uh, inspiring people to come close to God, right? To break bondage by inspiring people to come close to God. So I want you to think about something for a second. And I want you to think about your family, your loved ones, your extended family. And so think about who in your family really needs to break some bondage. Who in your family needs to break some bondage? Okay. And then once you think about your schools, if you're, if you're in school, how many of you guys are still in school, either elementary, high school, college, whatever, raise your hands. Okay, we've got a lot, lot of people in here still in school one way or another. So I want you to think about also the people in your school. And, um, you know, as you're thinking about your family and your, and your people in school, I want you to think about really loving them, really loving them, Okay. In the scripture, when the Pharisees, they asked Jesus, what's the greatest thing in the world? He gave them this. He said, they asked him what the greatest commandment was. The Pharisees did. And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And the second is likened to it, love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you. That's my wife. So love your neighbors yourself. So you, you can't really love God if you don't love the people around you. And the evidence that you love God is that you love people around you. But you can't love those people around you if you don't love God, right? So it, it made sense that he gave it, to us, gave it to us in that order. You've got to love God and you've got to learn to love other people. And, and that's a process that shapes and develops in our life. So I want you to think about that. And think about people then in your school that you need to love that need to break bondage, right? Can you think, can you think of some people that you know need to break bondage? And then if you're older, you, some of you guys, some of you, like Rob, he just walked in. He's older than dirt. So, you know, if, hey, I go Panthers. So we're closer to that party here, right? All right, so if, if you're older and you're in the workplace, then I want you to think about those in your workplace and about loving them and about what kind of bondage. Think, think about one, two, three people specifically that you know need to break bondage in their life. You got it? Now, let me ask you something. Do you have the power to make a difference in their life? It's not a rhetorical question. I'm asking you, do you, do you guys, do we have the power to break bondage? We do. We do. According to the scripture, it says that all power and authority in heaven and earth has been given to us in Jesus Christ. And Jesus told the disciples that when he left them, he said, don't be sad because when I leave, the Father is going to send another one to be with you, the Holy Spirit, and you'll be able to do even greater things than I do. The things that you've seen me to do, the miracles you've seen me perform, you'll be able to do even greater things than that, right? So think about that. So I was thinking about this crowd being a little bit different that, you know, we got a we got a much younger crowd in here. Again, except for Rob, you know, he's but most of you most of you guys are younger in here. And as I was thinking about this and praying about this during the worship set, um, the Lord just put this scripture, Ezekiel 37, on my heart. 
And I started thinking about you guys because I believe that you in this younger generation, I believe you're going to be extremely powerful. I do. I believe that. And And it doesn't have to be a year from now. I believe you have the ability to be very powerful right now. And I believe God wants that. And I believe if we come in agreement with that and we pray over that and we fast about that and we proclaim that, I believe we'll own that. That's one of the things I've always prayed over my boys is that they would be twice the man that I am. They would be much better in God than I am. And I believe that will be the case. I believe they'll be much better than me. Not because I want to be bad. I just want them to be even stronger. I want them to be even better in the Lord. And so this scripture, God gave this to me some time ago, and it's from Ezekiel 37. And I've shared this a little bit with Justin, and it just kind of blows me away a little bit. And so I'm going to give you this. Um, I'm just going to go down, the starting with verse 1, and it says, listen to this. This is, so God, he comes to Ezekiel, and he shares a vision with Ezekiel, a vision, okay? And so God gives him this, and, he's, and this is what happens. It says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones, and he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry, and he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? Son of man, can these bones live? So I want you to picture yourself, especially you younger generation. And I want you to picture God coming to you and he grabbing you by the hand. And he taking you and he's taking you into a valley of dry bones. These bones have been dead for years. I mean, there's nothing left on them. They're like bleached white out in the sun and everything. They have nothing left on them. And they're saying, can these bones live again? Now, when I ask you that, what does that conjure up in your mind? What do you think about when God's asking Elijah, can these bones live again? What do you think he's talking about here? Can, can, can that be done? Something so impossible as that, can this really happen? And so he's asking that, and listen to what Elijah says back to him. He says, uh, I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Great answer, right? Great answer from Elijah. He recognizes the God of the universe as Sovereign Lord, and he says, only you know. And so then the Lord said back to Elijah, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You get the picture here? Elijah says, only you know, and he submits to God's authority, but God puts the responsibility back in his hands. He gives the gauntlet back to Elijah. And he says, prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. 
So I want, I want you to catch something right here too. What brings the supernatural power of God into the lives of people around us is the word of God. It's powerful, it's alive, and it can do incredible things. And the word of God can be read, or it can be spoken, or it can be seen in a vision like we saw with Hadley up here. You can see God in these things. And so he said, hear the word of the, speak into them, tell them dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And so Elijah did what the Lord commanded him. He said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. So get this, Elijah, he's doing everything the Lord's telling him to do. And so he prophesies to the bones. He tells the bones to come together. And guess what? It happens. Because God spoke it through Elijah. But again, he's using Elijah to do the work. He's using Elijah to do the work. Get that? He's using Elijah. He's not doing it himself. He's using Elijah. And he says, I will put breath in you. You'll come in. So he prophesied. And then he said to Elijah again. So they're they're together. All right, get this picture. These dry bones make a, this would be a great movie, right? If you're watching this kind of come together, it's kind of, you know, one of those science fiction movies. You got all these dry bones and this man speaks to them and they, all these bones come together and it's kind of like, what's that, uh, what's the mummy movies and things like that? Uh, that's, what I, that's what I think of when I think about that. It's the, kind of the mummy movie. It's, the mummy comes all back to life. So this is the process taking place, but there's no life in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Listen to this. So he said, prophesy to the bones, but now he's saying prophesy to the breath. Who or what's the breath? What is the breath? It's the spirit. It's the spirit. Now, you got to get this. God is speaking to Elijah and telling Elijah to speak to the spirit. And telling the spirit to come into them. He said, then he said to me, prophesy out of the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them and they came to life and they stood up on their feet, a vast army. So as Elijah is obedient to the Lord, 
backing up. God gives Elijah this incredible vision, and he also gives him this incredible command that goes along with that vision. That's always going to be the case. If God gives you a vision of something, he's speaking into you for you to act on it. He's speaking on you to act, act on it. Henry Blackaby says this, that any time that we hear a word from God, we're going to enter into a crisis of belief. When God speaks, because his ways are so much higher than our ways, it's hard for us to believe it. It's hard for us to accept it. And we think, we automatically think, I can't do this. This, not me, surely not me. I'm so messed up. How could this be? But that's what happened. And when Elijah did as the Lord commanded him, and he spoke to the Spirit, and he asked the Spirit to come into them, they not only came to life, but they became a vast army. They became a vast army. They became warriors. They became fighters. They became people who would change things. And then the Lord said to Elijah, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We're cut off. I'm going to take some liberties here for just a second. And I'm going to bring it into our context. So he's saying, young people of iChurch, these bones are your community. These bones are your community. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone and we're cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the, law, the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord When I open your graves and bring you up from them, and I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle in you in your own land, and then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. I have done it, declares the Lord. All right, think about that. God has spoken into Elijah. He's given him this incredible vision to break bondage to bring life back in the people, to breathe life back in the people. All day long today, I've seen people in this church breathe life into other people. I've seen it all day long. When I walked in here and I saw Hadley dancing up on the stage, man, she breathed life into me. This was a kid, a little small kid, and she's just dancing for the Lord. She's dancing for the Lord. I've seen my son when he was like, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years old, speak into another young man and bring him to Christ. We were at a mission trip and, and he was out with these other kids and, and him and this, him and our youth pastor, they were walking with this kid, and I'm trying to get him to come over and join us with what we're doing, and he's waving me off. My, my own son, he's waving me off. I'm telling him what to do, and he's blowing me off. And then a little bit later, his buddy came up to me and says, have you got a Bible? And I said, yeah. And so I gave him the Bible. And he go back. And so they're witnessing to this kid. And he accepts Christ. And then later on, we're in a meeting in the building, and the kid comes running. And he, later on, he knocks on the door. And I go to the door. 
And he says, is Hunter here? And I said, yeah, we're in a meeting. What do you need? And he goes, I want to get those scripture that he gave me because I want to give them to my mom. I want to tell my mom. Later on, this, this kid and Hunter got each other's phone numbers. And they called each other. He later called Hunter and told him that his mom had accepted Christ. God has given us power and authority in heaven and on earth. All we have to do is come in agreement. All we have to do is receive it and believe it. And let me tell you something. When you receive a word from the Lord and you believe it, it's going to be a battle. You're going to be battling against flesh, I mean against the holy, I mean against the spirits of this world. It's going to be a battle between your flesh and the spiritual. But if you do what God calls you to do, you change things around you. You can change your home. You can change your school. You can change your workplace. You can change this whole world. All we got to do is believe and receive it. And let me tell you, I believe, again, you younger generation, I believe God's calling you to do great things. I believe it with all my heart. And listen, you don't have to create those great things. You don't have to create it. You don't have to go out and create things. You don't create visions. God gives you the vision. You just got to stay connected to God. You just got to be able to put yourself in a position to say, God, you know what? I surrender. I submit. I don't know if these dry bones can come to life. Only you know. But if you tell me to speak into them, I'll speak into them. If you tell me to go like Isaiah said, send me. If you do that, God will do the rest. God will do the rest. Let me pray for you.